Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. You know it, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield Brothers receive prestigious presidential awards. Ribeyes and oysters are the latest in new restaurants in Mansfield. Downtown merchants gear up for weekend holiday event. Jonathan Dodd, what's coming up in sports today? The football season comes to an end for MISD. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks in studio with Allies and Youth Development's CEO, Chris Bergen. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Hi, I'm Vandella Menifee, professional volunteer. You're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Two young men who live in the Lake Ridge area of Mansfield have received a very prestigious award, the President's Volunteer Service Award, which is bestowed by the President of the United States and is awarded for recognition of outstanding volunteer contributions in community service to the United States. Steve recently caught up with Tracy Browder, the proud mother of award-winning brothers Donovan and Quentin Browder. Tracy, welcome to About Mansfield. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. As the proud mother of a, a couple of, of great sons, now we've, we've met one of them before. If we go back to June of this year, or episode 129, our listeners can hear an interview with Donovan Browder. But uh, Donovan and Quentin, the brothers, uh, received this award. Uh, tell us what this award, the Presidential Volunteer Service Award, is all about. Well, it's it's designed for people who um, have gone above and beyond in hours of volunteering, community service. And not only that, it, it, it was a total surprise to me. So I think the beautiful part about it is that someone who you don't even think is watching sees um, your heart and what you're doing and serving and decides that they want to go through the process of submitting your name for consideration and recommending you. So that's actually how this happened. Um, and, and you asked the question, who um, nominated them? Vandela Menifee, who is a beautiful human being that serves our community and beyond with passion and selflessness and, and just full on heart. Let's get back to Donovan and Quentin. What did yes. they do to, uh, to receive the Presidential Volunteer Service Award? Well, they both do separate things. And, and I, I need to jump back really, really quickly. The actual certifying organization, once someone submits your name, there has to be a certifying organization. And I have to give credit to J.B. Dondolo, uh Voices for Water, because it wouldn't be possible without that organization actually certifying um, their hours, their credentials, and all of those things. So I have to give credit to um, that organization and Mumby Lambo. So Donovan regularly adopts a family at Christmas. It's called Christmas Buddy. And but he spends the whole year researching and trying to figure out he gathers this we have this storehouse of data with all these families that have either been impacted by natural disaster, 
um, tragedy or some other life-altering event. And then he rallies the whole community on social media. And there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And he is, even though he's only 17, he's been doing this since he was 10 years old. And when he plans, he sounds like a little bitty CEO. Um, So that's his biggest outreach. And then he just, two years ago, he started Thanksgiving Buddy. And the beautiful thing about this is it's not just Donovan. He has pulled in the Lake Ridge High School football team in Mansfield. They record videos. They spread the word. They help at the drop-off night. We have a big drop-off night for the community. Um, And some fourth graders and kindergartners found out about what he was doing, and they wanted to learn about it. So he's mentoring and guiding them. They're called Christmas Buddy Interns. And then (laughs) lastly, young people in, in elementary school, middle school parents are constantly reaching out and asking for Donovan to mentor their young men. So he spends a lot of his time mentoring other students. Quentin, on the other hand, has been a a different type of serving. His is more sports, physical fitness, health, but both boys have volunteered in church since I can remember. Uh, But Quentin, however, he has always, since he's been a, a junior coach on, on community sports teams, and I say junior because he was a coach, a junior coach when he was the littlest, I mean like seven, eight years old. He, with the coaches, he learned how to write plays, then he started calling plays, but it evolved into him pumping up the kids when they were scared and nervous and all of those things. And so through the years, that evolved into, again, mentoring, and all of these parents were reaching out asking to mentor their sons. That evolved into Quentin every summer. He realized, like, kids in the summer are usually on video games. And then when they go back to play football, soccer, sports, whatever volleyball, whatever sports they're in, they're not ready. It's like a setback, just like kind of in education when we say, you know, there's the the learning slide. There's also a physical fitness slide. And so he teaches kids this whole mental community, like he has invited kids out, no charge, to train, condition, skills, drills, practice, um, so they can go back into the school year and be physically fit. Then through the school year, he's on Zoom with kids, and he's mentoring kids, and, and he's in college now, and none of that has stopped. Uh, but his passion is health, physical fitness, and like I said, that just evolved into mentoring kids all through the community. Tracy, you've got a couple of very special young men in in your family and uh, of both Donovan and Quentin. Uh, Again, congratulations on the awards that they both received, the Presidential Volunteer Service Award, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you very much. It's an honor. (laughs) Can you smell it? I can. It smells like a medium-rare ribeye cooked to perfection with a glass of Cabernet by its side. It's been a long time coming. It's finally here. Meehan's Chop House opens their highly anticipated high-end steakhouse in downtown Mansfield at the corner of Broad and Main in what used to be the Mellow Mushroom Building and opens their doors to the public on Thursday, December 15th. Meanwhile, on the other side of 287, another brand spanking new restaurant opened this week. And on the phone to talk about Shuck and Shack Oyster Bar is the owner, April Yeager. Welcome to About Mansfield. Hi, thank you for having me. April, you opened Monday. Tell us about the restaurant. Well, Check and Check Oyster Bar um, has a little bit of everything for everyone. So we've got, of course, our seafood. We have our non-seafood options, but we are an oyster bar. So we, we will always carry four or five oyster options. And we'll have also shrimp, crab, mussels, clams, chicken wings cheeseburgers, quesadillas, tacos, you name it. Wow. And you just opened Monday. Yes, we did. We were fortunate enough to do a soft opening over the weekend for our friends and family, some locals here in the community uh, that we invited in, as as well as first responders on Sunday. And it went terrific. Got to ask, beer and wine, or do you have a full bar? What's up with the... Oh, yes. Full bar, liquor, beer, wine, you name it. So we're talking, it's it's an oyster bar. You mentioned four or five different oyster type options, I would assume, from, from raw to baked. Uh, let's talk about your specialties, oysters. Yes, of course. So we do, um, we of course, raw, steamed, and char-grilled. And our char-grilled options are garlic parmesan and also cheddar, bacon, and jalapeno, which are my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm hungry. 
and it's only 930 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and yes. So uh, where is the restaurant and how can people find uh, more information about Shuck and Shack? Sure. So we are um, off of Broad on Cannon. Uh, we're in the new yellow retail strip on Cannon. It's a great location. We've got a big patio, 2,500 square feet. So we'll have garage doors that will eventually be open. We'll have some live music, um, some bands coming in very soon. Uh, great party atmosphere. We have 16 TVs, lots for everybody. Um, you can find more about us on Facebook or our website. It's a Shuck and Shack Oyster Bar in Mansfield. Shuck and Shack Oyster Bar Mansfield dot com. Yes. And for the, the, the benefit of the, the listeners, if uh, the listeners remember where the old Ray's pharmacy was, right next door is a brand new uh, strip mall, and that's where Shuck and Shack is uh, is located. April, congratulations on the brand new restaurant. It opened last Monday. Congratulations and, and Thank uh, you. we wish you uh, we wish you tons of success. I appreciate you having me today. On the heels of the four-day hometown holidays celebration, the city is now turning its efforts to downtown with two days and nights of activities in an event called Dash Into Downtown. And Colleen, Karen Rust is the general manager of Dirty Job Brewing, which is located right in the thick of where everything is going to take place. She joins us on the telephone. Karen, uh, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. It's going to be a big weekend. Uh, tell us about Dash into Downtown. Well, uh, yeah, so it's starting on Friday. Um, there's going to be a laser drone show Friday night that starts at 6 p.m. They will be shutting down Main Street, so the streets will be open, you know, free flow to wander around um, and have plenty of room to, to watch the laser show. Um, they did a small sneak peek of that last weekend and, uh, apparently it was really awesome. I didn't get to see it, but I'm looking forward to this weekend. All of the stores are going to be open late on, uh, at the historic downtown on main street. So once the drone show is over, you can wander around and check and, out all of our and local shop, shops. shop, 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 and spend local and, and, and please patronize our local, uh, our local merchants. Absolutely. And then uh, Saturday, there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff all day long. Um, Flying Squirrel has a cookie decorating class. Andy Max Candy Shack, they're going to be doing a candy craft. Board and Brush is going to be hosting a make and take, which is basically uh, you make a craft and take it with you. And they're, of course, going to be Christmas themed. Twisted Southern Roots Boutique, which is just off of Main Street, they are hosting a holiday pajama party. And then Desarkel has bath salt socks Friday, 5 to 8, and Saturday, 10 to 2. So that's basically going to be, you know, like a gift shopping thing. So that's all day Saturday. We will be hosting Santa Claus at Dirty Job um, that will be, you know, uh, taking pictures with kids and, uh, uh, you know, letting them uh, put in their wishes for Christmas. Santa Claus at Dirty Job Brewing. Right. Yeah, we do it every year, yes. and uh, so, yep, we look forward to it. We have a big thing, and uh, we'll hopefully have kids popping in and out, making their wishes. What time do things happen on Friday? What time do things happen on Saturday, for beginning to end? So, basically, the Friday night events at each of the different locations that are hosting a, a, an event, they are starting at 5 o'clock, uh, ending at 8, and then, uh, of course, the drone show starts at 6. Saturday, everything's starting from 10 a.m., except at Dirty Jobs. We don't open until noon. All the other locations, they will be hosting their events from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and we will have hours from uh, 1 p.m. until 4, depending on, and maybe longer, depending on how how many people we have here. Okay, and of course, Dirty Job Brewing is open well into the evening, so long after uh, the activities. Exactly. We are open from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. There you go. All right. Um, it's called Dash Into Downtown and lots of activities going on Friday and Saturday for the entire family. Uh, go sit on Santa's lap or go uh, go make some candy or just go downtown and and uh, and say hi to all the merchants. Karen Rust, uh, again, general manager with Dirty Job Brewing. Appreciate your time and uh, Merry Christmas to all the downtown merchants. 
Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you. And we just got word today from the city of Mansfield that Main Street will be closed from Broad Street all the way up to the post office on Pleasant Ridge. Thursday for the laser show, Friday for the drone show, both days, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. All good things must come to an end. Let's head on over to the sports desk. Here's Jonathan Dodd. The Timberview Wolves' bid for a perfect season and a state title came to an end Friday night, falling to the Associated Press's number one ranked team in the state, the Longview Lobos, 37-21. This was the toughest opponent Mansfield faced this year, a season that saw them have their deepest playoff run since 2011. The two teams stuck to the ground game with Timberview's Jarvis Reed gaining 167 yards on 23 carries, while Longview running back Taylor Tatum had himself a night, scoring all five touchdowns for the Lobos to go with 196 yards, with 144 of those coming in the second half. The score was all knotted up at 21 apiece, but Taylor was just too much for the Wolves, putting up two more unanswered touchdowns to close out the game. Timberview finishes the season with a 13-1 record and ranks second in the state. This week's highs and lows of Texas high school football, the Lorraine Bulldogs defeat the Oakwood Panthers with a high score of 86-38, and for the low score, the Poth Pirates take down the Tidehaven Tigers 12-6. Reporting from the About Mansfield Sports Desk, I'm Jonathan Dodd. Thank you, Jonathan. We sure do appreciate your voicemail comments. And here's one from last week regarding our interview with marathon runner Corey Berlin. I just wanted to call and just tell you how impressed I was on the interview. I felt that you just really led him to the right questions, to ask the right questions for him to give the right answers. And it was so informative on just how you scripted it, directed it. Um, and just the production was just was great. Well, thank you for your comment. By the way, unlike the news segment, which is totally scripted, our interview segments are not. And in many cases, we have no prepared questions when our guests arrived at the studio. Did we mention that my background is in talk radio? If you have a comment about the show and you'd like to reach us by voicemail, it's 817-435-2938. Again, that number is 817 817- Four three five two nine three eight, or by email news at aboutmansfield.com. Saturday, December 10th is a little more serious than your typical goofy national day of as the world will recognize the 74th anniversary of Human Rights Day, which commemorates the day, December 10th, 1948, with thanks to the moral leadership and service of Eleanor Roosevelt as the first chairperson of the Commission on Human Rights, when the world took an enormous step forward with the creation of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights rights. Human rights, such as marriage, as Roosevelt reads Article 16 to the UN General Assembly. Article 16, 1. Men and women of full age, without any limitation due to race, nationality, or religion, have the right to marry and to found a family. They are entitled to equal rights as to marriage, during marriage, and at its dissolution. 2. Marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent of the intending spouses. Three, the family is the natural and fundamental group unit of society and is entitled to protection by society and the state. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights sets out a broad range of fundamental rights and freedoms to which all of us are entitled. It guarantees the rights of every individual everywhere without distinction based on nationality, place of residence, gender, national or ethnic origin, religion, language, or any other status. So this Saturday, take a moment and say thanks to Eleanor Roosevelt and the UN General Assembly of 1948 for bringing basic human rights to the world, or at least the 193 countries that participate in the United Nations. Being able to play in the snow, rain, or sunshine is a basic human right, or should be. Let's head on over to the weather desk and check out this week's forecast with Colleen. Well, there won't be any snow to play in this week, just some unseasonably warm, muggy weather and a few chances for rain. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. 
Wednesday through Thursday, we've got a very slow cold front that will be moving through our area, bringing us a 60% chance of rain Wednesday and a 40% chance Thursday. Then another system moves through on the weekend, bringing us a 50% chance of rain on Saturday and a slight chance of rain Sunday. We stay mostly above average through the weekend, with temperatures in the 50s returning next week. We're looking at a high of 68 degrees Wednesday, 72 degrees Thursday, 62 degrees Friday, 60 degrees Saturday, 62 degrees Sunday, 65 degrees Monday, and 56 degrees Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, we discuss recent genetic research about the bubonic plague. Making holiday food safe. I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, and I'll share some food safety tips later in the episode. You've heard the term downsizing for years, but how do you know when the timing is right? I'm Beth Steinke, and we're going to talk about it on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that'll have you humming, baby, it's cold outside. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Chris Hamilton, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who is the current Mansfield Police Department's Chief of Police? Chris knew that Tracy Aaron is our current Chief of Police, and he has won a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question, the first person 
to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find them on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, in 2014, the city of Mansfield adopted Minutes to Everything, Seconds to None as the official slogan. But did you know that the Mansfield Visitors Bureau has their own slogan? This week's trivia question is, what is Visit Mansfield's slogan? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is is the official slogan that Visit Mansfield uses. Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Dr. Janine Huang with United Dermatology Associates, and you are listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb unearths the bubonic plague. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Science Magazine, yes, there is actually such a thing, had a recent article about new genetic discoveries about the bubonic plague epidemics in the mid-1300s, a long time ago. Also known as the Black Plague, it is a bacterial infection spread initially by fleas and then person-to-person spread in breathing aerosols. Where it started is disputed, but its widespread across Europe and the African Mediterranean coast relied on Italian trading ships and their flea-infested rats. It's estimated that this epidemic killed 30 to 60 percent of the European population at the time. That is, maybe 100 million people dying across a few years. The European population did not grow back to pre-pandemic numbers for 150 years. So the recent research... This week, genetic researcher Hendrik Poinar of Canada's McMaster University announced the notable difference between the genomes of the people who died from the Black Death and those who died a few years later. These later deaths were people who survived the epidemic, many likely from natural immunity. When I was a kid, nobody understood the structure and meaning of any genome, but in recent decades, humans have figured out how to take a DNA sample and map the person's individual DNA in full detail. In recent years, developing this map has become highly automated and hence affordable to researchers who always struggle to get funding. You can do research today that would have been impossible 20 years ago. Scientific progress. Anyway, this particular research started six years ago in the basement of the University of London. Back in the 1980s, a medieval cemetery called the East Smithfield Cemetery in London had been excavated and the skeletons were catalogued and put in storage. Museums do stuff like that. Anyway, history records the origin of this London cemetery as an urgent mass grave with sometimes 200 burials each day during the Black Death. People who died after the epidemic were buried on top, so the catalog skeletons can be clearly separated into, into one pile of dead from the epidemic and another pile of those who survived it for a few years. There's actually been a lot of research into the Black Death using these medieval skeletons. Recent genetic research has identified which parts of the human genome are involved in operating our immune systems and how different genetic makeup protects us against particular pathogens. We actually know a lot about the bubonic plague as it is still around, just really rare. The researchers recovered usable DNA from over 300 skeletons from London and almost 200 from the same time in Denmark. The researchers identified an astonishing 245 gene variants that each became more or less common after the Black Death. Notably, one version of a gene called ERAP2 apparently conferred immunity against the Black Death. In laboratory, uh, they used cultured human immune cells, and researchers have, have proven that the cells with the right kind of ERAP2 can fight off the Black Death bacteria much better than those with a different type. Even more interesting, this relatively quick mass death of humans dramatically increased the percentage of people who had the right kind of ERAP2 in a few generations. 
One researcher characterized the Black Death event as among the fastest examples of natural selection ever detected in humans. While this variation of the ERAP2 gene is useful against the Black Death, it also comes with an increased risk of autoimmune disorders. You win some, you lose some. So this is kind of interesting archaeology, but I think it is important to our current lives. The data reveals important new information about many genes that changed rapidly, including the ERAP2 gene. We all got one. As we still puzzle to completely understand the human genome. When one of our loved ones gets cancer treatment based on their own specific genetics, this relies on what we know today about the human genome. Knowing more about this has always led to more treatments for more diseases. My downtown Mansfield optometrist invited me to take a DNA test so we could figure out the best regimen to slow the progression of my impending macular degeneration. This is an eye deterioration that can cause blindness. I inherited this from my mom. Nobody could have even thought of this 10 years ago. Scientific progress. Another personal genetic story. My wife and I recently did one of the commercial DNA ancestry tests. Results were really interesting for both of us. On my dad's side, there had been long been speculation that one lineage from Switzerland fled to the U.S. as Jewish refugees and blended in by becoming Baptist, because that's what you do in Mississippi. My ancestry showed no Ashkenazi Jewish or any mainland European heritage. Apparently, this group of Swiss ancestors were originally from U.K. or Scandinavia. Interesting. If you have any science questions for me to answer here, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here with food safety tips in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. This holiday, enjoy time with family and friends to be grateful for the time you have together and keep your family safe from food poisoning by following these simple tips. Clean. Separate cook, and chill. Always wash your hands with soap and warm water before, during, and after preparing food. Scrub the back of your hands, between your fingers, under your nails for 20 seconds. Need a timer? Hum or sing the happy birthday song twice, if needed. Wipe down and clean all the kitchen surfaces with hot soapy water. Raw meat, poultry, and seafood should be kept refrigerated at or below 41 degrees Fahrenheit before cooking. This includes when you're marinating. Rinse fruit, vegetables with running water before peeling, removing the skin, or cutting. This includes meat, poultry, eggs, and seafood. Then dry them with a paper cloth or paper towel. Use separate cutting boards for raw and cooked foods. When serving, Keep cooked foods at or above 135 degrees Fahrenheit and cold foods at or below 41 degrees Fahrenheit. You can use plate warmers in sterno for warm foods or under cold foods you can place ice or frozen stainless steel bowls to retain the temperature. Do not cover food when it is cooling because it traps the heat inside the food. Rather, Refrigerate the food within two hours of serving. Cut large pieces of meat, seafood, or poultry into smaller ones. For large pots of beans, store them in small containers, not more than four inches deep. Each year, an estimated one in six Americans gets sick from eating contaminated food. Don't be a statistic. Don't let food poisoning ruin your holiday celebration. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Buying or selling? You can always rely on realtor Beth Steinke having great information with the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth? You're still living in the big house. The house where you raised your kids or the dream house you got when you could finally afford to buy the one. But in a new life phase, you are finding that having a big house with big bills and big responsibilities just does not hold the same lure for you as it did 5, 10, or 15 years ago. How do you know when it's time to consider a downsize? Your home has multiple spaces that sit unused, like extra bedrooms or an expansive yard. Or home maintenance feels overwhelming. And well, you're just flat over it. You'd just as soon fill in that pool as clean or repair it one more time. Or 
You'd like more room in your monthly budget for travel, family, or retirement. Your children are happy to host birthdays, holidays, and get-togethers now that they have their own homes. And maybe you're just ready for a change, new scenery, people, and neighborhood amenities. There are some legitimate reasons you may not want to downsize right now. Where do you go? I know for me personally, I'd like to downsize out of the big house. But the difficulty is in finding something newer and nicer that also has a smaller price tag. That's a tall order. Many municipalities, like Mansfield, aren't even authorizing small home construction, and when they do, they're very expensive. Another reason you might not downsize now is that you're financially comfortable with your current situation. It's really hard to disrupt what's working well. Or maybe your adult kids are moving back and you need the big house again. Actually, it might be a better reason to rush the downsize plan so that they don't move back, but in all seriousness, combining resources makes a lot of sense as long as everyone benefits. Maybe you prefer to age in place. Managing maintenance, retrofitting for wheelchair access, or repurposing rooms can be a great way to avoid a big move. The one thing I'm going to highly recommend, though, is this. Do your loved ones a favor and start liquidating your priceless collections. They brought you joy all these years, and once you're gone, the sentimental value and all your knowledge about the items drop significantly once in the hands of the kids. Downsizing can be a huge blessing when done right and at the right time. Every person's situation is unique and requires a consultation with your realtor to put a plan together to reach your housing goals in this next season of life. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of Tuesday, December 6th, there are 130 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from 200,000, with the list topping out at 2 million. Last week, 22 homes sold in Mansfield for an average sales price of 470. These homes were on the market for an average of 55 days. Nine of the 22 homes that sold were new construction. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is here with the Cocktail of the Week. This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Frostbite. Today, I'm continuing a series on Christmas cocktails to drink during this holiday season. Found these cocktails on the Town & Country website, and they had a lot of great suggestions, and I've pulled my favorites for you. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients. You can take an ounce and a half of silver tequila. You can take three-fourths of an ounce of white chocolate liqueur. You can take a quarter ounce of white cream de menthe, one ounce of half and half, a half ounce of fresh lime juice, and whipped cream. To make the cocktail, you're going to combine all ingredients into a tin shaker, add ice, shake vigorously, and strain into a champagne glass. Top it off with whipped cream and garnish with crushed peppermint candy and a rosemary sprig. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today is the executive director of a, a local nonprofit. Not just a local nonprofit, but a nonprofit that is doing great things not on a local level, not on a state level, not on a national level, but we're talking an international level. And I, I, I'm, I'm bringing in uh, Chris Bergen for a, a specific reason, and that's because it's probably one of the few, if not the nonprofit in Mansfield, that actually is doing something on an international level. So first of all, let's go ahead and welcome him. Chris Bergen, Executive Director of Allies in Youth Development. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you very much, Steve. Glad to be here. International. International. (laughs) (laughs) This didn't just start, though, as as an international organization, though, did it? Oh, no. Well, uh, it, it started from mission trips and 
going traveling internationally uh, back in the early 2000s. And it was a it, it was birthed out of seeing the need, yeah. you know, seeing the need and then being able to go, wow, you know, we could we could actually step in and empower locals to help solve the problems that orphans have in orphanages uh, around the world. Let's go back to the beginning. And, well, the first question was, when did Allies and Youth Development start? But let's go even further back to when it was an idea. How did you come up with the idea of creating this nonprofit? I was... I was minding my own business one day, Steve, sitting behind my my uh, associate pastor desk at Walnut Ridge Baptist Church here in Mansfield, and I heard the pastor yell, "Hey, Bergen, you want to go to Russia?" <laughs> and and I looked at the pile of paperwork on my desk, and I said, "I yeah." And he said, "Come over here. I want to. I want you to 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 hear this." And uh, there were five church members that were in the pastor's office and they were planning a trip with the international commission to to go and and pastor randy said i would really like it if i could have a staff member to go with these men would you go that was in 2002 and steve i'll tell you i, I haven't i wasn't able to stop going to russia until covid hit so it started that uh pattern of of going it started every two years then it went to every year and then multiple times a year and we began to see over and over the the situation that orphans were in particularly in russia at that time and uh one of the key components that when we found out that if a russian orphan and this this is true in most post-soviet countries if a Russian orphan could pass the entrance exam to the university at a certain level, he got or she got a full ride scholarship to hmm. any state university in the country. And we really and nobody was telling them. Wow. And so we've compounded on that. We even created a, a tutoring program that's online and uses uh uh, we call it the Henshaw Tutoring Program after Michael Henshaw is a local guy, and yep. he raises money for that uh, by selling cheesecakes. And he was right here in Mansfield. He's here in Mansfield, okay. yeah. Yeah, he's here in Mansfield. Huh. And it's just amazing that that um, once we found that out, we were able to to compound on that and to try to help them to get not only into college. Not everybody's bound for college, but trade schools. But to have some kind of plan when they exit the orphanage. Now, some of them get out as early as the ninth grade, which is crazy. Wow. But uh, they will, they've, they've just had so much of the system, and they'd, they'd rather live on the streets than to, to live in an orphanage. And, and so we've been able to—we st- started in one place in, in uh, 2011, and it's just grown to over 40 orphanages now in 22 countries. And so when did Allies and Youth Development we inc- actually begin? Yeah, we incorporated. Okay. You know, uh, a 501c3 generally is a uh, subchapter or a C-chapter corporation. Right. And uh, so we incorporated in July of 2011. And then we had our IRS tax status by October of that same year, which well, was pretty amazing. 11 years ago. Uh-huh. You told me as we were walking down the hall, you started in your garage. Started in the garage. Just like, who was it? Uh, uh, What's his name? Mike Dell, uh, the Dell Computers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which led to a multi-billion dollar company of Dell Computers. It started in his garage. Yeah. Somewhere here, I think it was in Austin, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. But you started in your garage. What were you doing in your garage that led to, to where you are today? There's a lot of praying going on in my garage because <laughs> I left my job at the church uh, as associate pastor so I could do this. And, you know, when several people in nonprofit world were telling me, don't 
don't send anything over there. Just send them money. Yeah. And uh, and it took about three months, and I realized that if you don't know me, you're not giving me any money. You know, you're that's not a way to pay for this. What and what I found out is your your people were not going to just give me money unless they knew me. And I understand that I'm the same way. But you know what I found out is that if a person uh, if you ask a person to help with a specific thing, like could you could you bring me some toothbrushes or school supplies? I'm trying to help orphans. Nobody turns you down. Oh yeah, nobody turns you down. You know, and I realized you know it's a much better lesson for a father and a mother to teach their children and say instead of saying, "Come here, Johnny, I'm going to write you a check. I'm going to write a check to Allies. Come here and watch me <laughs> write a check." But to say, "No, Johnny." What do you have in your room that you're not playing with anymore? What clothes do you not wear anymore that's still good that we could we could help out some orphans with? So we began to give people those kind of choices. And uh, and we would pack that stuff up and then we would ship it to our network. We created quite a large network of of uh, volunteer coordinators. And these, so how did you how did you put this network together? <laughs> you say yeah, I've got this network, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the 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 part B of allies and youth in development is Dr. Tatiana Baiva. Sure, she was a um, a professor at UTA in Russian language and literature, and I met her in uh, two thousand and seven. And actually, she went on one of the mission trips that I planned. Uh, in 2008, we took a quartet and a college band hmm. to Russia to to do, you know, some performances, and and uh, she went as as a translator, as a protector, as a uh, you know someone that knew the culture and could help us. So she was in on the very beginning of of the allies. As a matter of fact, our mentoring program, her and her colleagues, professor colleagues in the sociological sociological schools in um, Russia, mm-hmm. there are two of them in particular, help put together the mentoring program that we currently use because uh, they knew there was a big problem with orphans that would age out and just fall off the edge of the, of the world. And so they were trying to help with that. So that that's, that's how uh, I handle things pretty much over here. She is what we call Director of International Operations. And she she has done an amazing job building this network. And another key we found out is if you send one box to one person, mm-hmm. there's no customs. Really? Right. Yeah. It's it, and it's under a certain value. Yeah. Well, everything is donated, so it has a a low value, and and so we we've never got into the container thing because I you know I could not get anybody to tell me a good container story. <laughs> Tell me a good container story. All of well, them I heard was they're uh, stuck somewhere. And that, or or now they're being turned into Airbnbs. But, yeah, uh, a good container story. No, yeah, no, can't. Uh, but we can ship that stuff, and we've had a huge uh, level of success just shipping. You know, and we've we've shipped, uh, I think, close to twelve tons this year alone. Just this year. Just this year alone. Have you added up since 2011? Have you added up? How oh many? my gosh, I'd have to go back, but it's we really didn't start keeping real accurate records until like 2016. Okay. And the, the first stuff we would carry over with us on airplane. We'd, we yeah. would just take stuff with us. You get two suitcases, and <laughs> one of those is full of donations. Exactly. And, oh my gosh. You. When did you move out of the garage and? I know that you're in a uh, uh, kind of a warehouse location right now at yes. uh, uh, Maine and, and, and Debbie Lane. Um, is, and is that where you moved from the garage? We did. Um, a gentleman named Bobby McCaslin. Who I know Bobby you real know well. Bobby. He, his, his wife was on our board for several years. And uh, he saw that we were in need of, of a place, and he called uh, the the landlord of where we're at, Mr. Cheryl, and and uh, Bobby met me. Um, we were about to leave to go to Russia on it was October of of sixteen, I believe it was. 
and my hair was on fire, you know, before a trip, there's a, there's a bazillion things to do. And, and, and Bobby says, I want to show you this place. Well, I didn't want to say, no, Bobby, I ain't yeah. got time. <laughs> he was helping us out, you know, looking at this place. And I, and I looked at it, and I was amazed at how nice it was. And I said, Bobby, there's no way we can afford this place. He goes, but do you like it? <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. And so we we rented that place, and we were there a little over a year, and we ran out of room. And so then, um, well, I say a little, a little over two years, and then and then we moved down in that same unit yeah. to to the end, and we got two, but now we're in three. So when you say you you ran out of room, you you ran out of room because of the amount of donations. Exactly, people are so generous, and and we we needed. Uh, more space, more warehouse space, and a little more office space. Back then, when you ran out of room, were these donations predominantly just from Mansfield? Oh yeah. See Mansfield I, and the and the Metroplex. Yeah, yeah. This is I. You know, you, you look at you look at Toys for Tots every year. Yeah. Mansfield comes out in droves. It's and amazing. You look at the uh, the 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 Ring a Bell campaign. The um, and Mansfield comes out in droves. Mansfield loves to donate. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits of uh, one of the things that I love about this city is that the, the someone needs help. Someone's house burns down and, and 15 there people to come to, exactly. how can I help you? Exactly. And so you've got this warehouse full of donations from Mansfield and surrounding areas but it you know these are not national donations that that came into uh no you moved into this bigger better place which is now taking up three suites instead of one exactly and how three is, warehouses <laughs> and how's your how's your supply now are you it's overflowing i'm telling you, it's amazing in god's economy uh how um he provides especially for the orphans you know he tells us in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 27, that true religion is to help orphans and widows in their time of distress. Yeah. Um, there's other many other places in the Old and New Testament where he's very serious about helping orphans. I remember one summer, I told Margie, I said, all the empty boxes, I want you to turn them over and let's pray. By the end of the summer, they were all full. <laughs> and they've never... They've never been empty since. It's always amazing how much people will give. We had, I, just a, for instance, earlier in the in the in the year, mm -hmm. we had a another nonprofit in in Irving, the main place. They called us up and said, "Hey, we got we got a lot of backpacks that we're not going to use. They're brand new. It was sixty thousand dollars worth of brand new backpacks." Wow. Then, just last weekend, uh, two weekends ago, I get a call from our missions pastor, and he says, Chris, there's a gentleman that, that he's got a hundred boxes of brand new children's clothes. Are you interested? I said, are you kidding me? Am I interested? <laughs> How can you say no? You can't say no. We need that. We got, you know, there's such a big need. And, and so I met the guy the next day, and sure enough, he had... He had a hundred boxes full of children's clothes, predominantly brand new stuff. There were yeah. some used, but it was almost all of it was new, and and it just keeps it keeps coming like that. And we're shipping it as fast as we can. We've opened another collection point north of of one twenty one, one eighty three, in in North Richland Hills. Mm -hmm. We have another collection point up there, and then one of our. Um, mentors back in Ukraine, she and her husband had adopted 11 kids. And when the war started, they made it here to the United States. She started us another warehouse in Portland, Oregon. Wow. So we're shipping to Ukraine from Portland, Oregon as well. Let's talk about Ukraine because uh, you've done some tremendous things with the Ukrainians, uh, again, off the air leading into this You've helped 116,000 people. Yes, we've we've kept track, and and we have uh, up to about two weeks ago, it was 116,000 individual Ukrainians. In addition to our normal work that we we do, right? And talk about it. it well, it, I, I tell you, it's just amazing because as soon as the war started, 
um, Tatiana was on the phone finding out what what were they they needed, and see we were already set up in a unique place of of being in twenty eight different cities in Ukraine. We had we had a network already set up with area leaders. They were mm-hmm. already on the payroll. Uh, we already had the lines of where we could could get money to them. They were already uh, that was already established. So it was it was just a matter of Tatiana finding out who needed what. Boom, we could fire the money cannon. And we could buy food. You know, we could buy bus tickets or train tickets, whatever it was needed. Plane tickets. We've bought six cars. We've bought generators. You know, all of all of, uh, medical supplies. And how is this? They're they're being inundated by Russian forces. And in what way does a car help a Ukrainian in the middle of a war? Well, they were trying to get food mm-hmm. and get people to safety. If they if if now a lot of the orphans couldn't leave because they didn't have the paperwork to be able to leave. Right. So a lot of them had to re-shelter or shelter in place or, or move to a different part of the country to shelter, and we helped them to do that. And there were several that had just trashed their cars out, you sure. know, uh, do, during this process. So we've, we've been able to purchase, help them purchase six. We're not talking brand new cars, you know. No. We're, talking, <laughs> we're talking, you know. And they're not Mercedes or Lexus. No, no. Uh, well, it might be a Mercedes. You know, they're okay. real popular over there. I oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know, but it's it's going to be typically a, a a van that would seat seven. And so, with Dr. Tatiana, you have expanded into twenty two countries exactly. as a yes. result of her network building. As as a result of her network building, then are, are all twenty two countries in the in, in Europe? No. Mm-mm. Latin America is is what is about to bloom. Okay. We've started just this, this year in Cusco, Peru. We're working in three orphanages there. She has got some incredible leaders down there and they are she's actually flying out tomorrow. I've got one that's on the way to Tokyo right now. Hmm. And then Tatiana leaves tomorrow to go to uh, Santiago, Chile for a uh, orphans conference. Uh, for Latin America, and so she's she's going to be down there. Her leadership team's coming down there from from uh, Peru, and they'll be working all week making new contacts. And I'm telling you, this program it's scalable. It's it's if you find people that want to do a little bit, uh, we can help them. Yeah, we can yeah. help them. Twenty two countries, and how many how many orphans have you helped? Well, this just this year we're approaching nine thousand. Nine thousand orphans this year. spread out over twenty-two countries. Yes, with these donations that are overflowing out of three warehouses. Yes, uh, with thanks to not only the Mansfield community, but uh, now you're 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 running a business on an international level. Are donations coming in from international? As not, well, not as not as much international, but they are national. Okay, we have donations coming in nationally, but predominantly here from the metro, you know, the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. That is fantastic. It is people. It, people want to do something, Steve. They want to do something, and and it's it's helpful to them if you can show them how and and be transparent. And let them see what their stuff's doing. And now that we are in the holiday season, is there maybe a recommendation or a way that uh, maybe a suggestion that instead of taking X amount of dollars and buying that gift for your child, maybe taking a little bit of that money and whether it's buying a gift for to donate to Allies in Youth and Development or... Make an, a monetary donation. Well, of, of any of those would be helpful. I, I know anytime you can teach your child to to give, um, you're going to win. Uh, it's that's something that we need to be teaching them to help others. And anytime you yourself can give of yourself to others, and, and not not to just allies, but to, yeah. to to any organization that you want to bless others through. I'm telling you, it's a real blessing to you. God, you know, compounds that and 
and and blesses you back. The if do you all need help with volunteers? We do. We have several groups that volunteer now. We have retired folks. We've got we've got five key clubs that come on Sundays. Margie's got them scheduled for different yeah. Sundays from five high schools, and that's through the Kiwanis Club. They're they're amazing. And then uh, we have retired folks that come. We have mm-hmm. Bible study groups that come from all different churches. So if uh, someone wanted to come out and help, how do they? How can they get a hold of allies in youth development? How can they? And and then and then what what kind of help do you need? The the best way is you you could just you could you could you could email info at alliesyouth.org, and and I will get that and Margie will get that, mm-hmm. and Margie's our volunteer coordinator, and then she would work with you. I mean we've had we've had a family grandparents bring their grandchildren in for a special time to pack some boxes and get some things ready to, to ship. Uh, so Disciple Now groups, Bible yeah. study groups, home groups. Uh, we've had uh, we've got two rotary clubs that volunteer sure. to come in and to pack boxes. So it's it's uh it's it's a way that you can give back and help. We we typically will work a two hour shift. All of our warehouses are heated and air conditioned. So it's and they're very well organized, nice. and it's laid out nicely to where you can you can you can see what needs to be packed and what needs to be shipped. Chris, I I know that there are people out there listening that uh, that have the giving heart, and give out that email address again. Info at alliesyouth.org. That's my email address. You can always go to alliesyouth.org. And that's our website. And there's ways to give there. There's a list of stuff that that on there that shows you what we we are always asking for. Okay. We we always need shoes. Shoes is one of the things that we ship the most. You know, sneakers. Yeah. And then wintertime we ship boots, um, shoes, vitamins. Hmm. I can really? tell you this, Steve. We had we had a group uh, from over in Grand Prairie came visit us. Um, about a month ago, and they said, you know, for every pack of vitamins that we sell, we're going to give you a pack to ship to the kids. And they do it through this uh, this uh, powder compound that they can put in the food. Yeah. That, because that's the biggest need that a worker in an orphanage would tell you. They need to be well. They need to be – they need nutrition. And so this is just fixing the start. I mean, they're fixing to bring us – a pallet full of of uh, a vitamins. of this vitamin supplement wow. for for us to put in just added extra to the boxes, you know, before we ship them out. That is so cool. I mean, just just the <laughs> the this the smallest gesture turns out to be enormous. It is. And in the minute or so that we have left, is there anything that you want to get out there? I'm going to have you give your contact information again, sure. but uh, is there anything that you want to conclude you know, on? Steve, I, I just say that, you know, if, if everybody would just find a place to help. Um, here we are at the Christmas season, the Thanksgiving season, the Christmas season, and, and I think that if everyone would just find something that they're going to do special for somebody else, that, that, that they will find an enormous blessing from that. Uh, yes, you can help allies in youth development in many, many ways. But uh, I think I think that if, if you'll find what's special to you and bless somebody else, that uh, you will be uh, rewarded over and over again. Info at alliesyouth.org. Uh-huh. The website again, alliesyouth.org. Correct. Go do something special for uh, for the orphans and the orphans in 22 countries, the orphans that need a helping hand. Oh, thank you, Steve. And uh, we've been talking with Chris Bergen, the executive director of Allies in Youth Development, based right here in Mansfield, started in a garage. Come is, see us. I, I'm going to come see you real soon. Uh, so whether it's a, a physical donation, whether it's a monetary donation, whether it's a donation of your time, 
Chris exactly. wants you. Exactly. And if you if you have a group that you would like to bring out, we'll actually do a lunch and learn or a, a dine and discuss. We'll provide a, a, a meal and then pack some boxes. Yeah. Show you all around and and give you the we'll give you the whole scoop on what's going on. Chris, I, I you're doing amazing work, and Thank I sure you. appreciate it. Thanks for being Praise on about God. man. Thanks for being on about Mansfield. You bet. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another outstanding Mansfield resident, and you will just have to wait to find out who it is next week. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production, editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.